Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Wonga Denga. Please introduce everyone. The pre-match Muti. <laughs> yes. I thought, I thought you were gonna give a little bit more of a Muti, but I suppose no stuttering because the Ghana's on stuttering. That's five from five victories. Hey Wonga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good to be on top. It feels so good. Um, I don't get my uh, hopes up. Uh, I don't go ahead of myself, but uh, what you're doing now is is definitely good. Definitely good. And you can see yeah. that for what the other teams are doing. Yeah, they're doing well. But before we get into that, just to give a little overview of today's show, we're going to break it down into a couple of sections. We've got the Arsenal talk, the Liverpool talk, the Man City talk, Man United talk, and of course, the Chelsea talk. And we'll discuss the games in between those sort of topics. And of course, we need to be looking and discussing the transfer deadline day because it's the day. It's the day where, you know, Fabrizio makes his money. Is it Fabri- What's his name there, Wonga? Fabrizio Romani. Yeah, Fabrizio. Yeah. Yes, he makes his money. Correct. Here we go. So we're going to be discussing that too. And of course, some general news. But to kick off, we're going to start off with the general news section and Scott Parker being sacked. Wonga Denga, what is your overall reaction when you heard the news that Mr. Bournemouth, well, I suppose he had one season that he got them up, but the man got sacked. What did you think about this after the 9-0 thrashing to Liverpool? Yeah, look, I think um, I think it could have been I mean, if, if you're looking at it from the fa- uh, or from just, I mean, face value, it's 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 madness. Yeah, <laughs> common sense tells you um, that. I mean, the guy played. He plays. He plays in Arsenal. He plays in Man City. Did he play? He played. Who did he play? Man City was it Liverpool? No, he played Liverpool, and then he played. Um, they got hammered yeah, by Liverpool, and he then lost. He, so then, then he started. He opened up the season with a two-nil victory over Aston Villa. He then lost four-nil to Man City. Understandable away yes. from home. He then loses at home to Arsenal three-nil. And I mean, as we can see, it shouldn't be surprising considering where Arsenal are at right now. And then, of so, course, the nine-nil victory or uh, loss to to Liverpool rather. Yeah, and I think then now you're looking at the results, the teams that they've played, it's and the teams that they've lost to. <laughs> those are. Those are teams that have been in the league year, year in year out, and I mean, Man City now is a is a, uh, is, is, is a, is a giant in the league. Liverpool hitting nine, <laughs> but I think and, and unfortunately for them, Liverpool had a point to prove. I, I think, and they it's unfortunate that Bournemouth had to be there at that point in time. I think, but then again, I think um, Scott Parker's comments after the match saying that you know um, the manager's not. I mean, the he feels that you know there's, he's not really being backed. Um, mm. by, by by the owners, and I think then, I think after that there was probably quite a big um, uh, uh, argument with them, and I think then yeah. that 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 second comes there probably even out of anger, you know, out of from one party. But if if you're looking from a, uh, if you, if someone is rash, being rational, you know, looking at the situation, um, looking at uh, what Scott uh, Scott Parker has done before, what he's capable of, you don't you don't sack him um, that quickly. It doesn't make sense. Can't lie to you. Doesn't make yeah. sense. It also just makes you wonder what Eddie Howe was able to achieve at a club like Bournemouth with those restraints put in place. I think Steve, um, yeah. Stevie P over there, he came out doing the thing and he was quite honest in his evaluation, obviously disagreeing with the board. And that's probably, that's probably the comments over the results that got him sacked um, when we're looking at it deeper. Yes. But when you're looking at his opposition around him, if you're the manager and you can see that Nottingham Forest make 19 signings and you're sitting there and you just, you're desperate for at least one or two two additions to the squad and you're not getting them, you are going to be a bit frustrated, especially after 9-0 sort of hiding. 
Um, but before we continue here, we've got Pums in the house. We've got Sam saying the gents are late. Yes, the gents are late. And largely because we are doing our recon and we're looking at Settle. Settle's not here right now because he's trying to find out what's happening the transfer news. Someone say, or someone said he's flown to Old Trafford. We don't know yet. We're going to find out soon enough. And we've got M-Dog Guru in the house saying Newcastle game had him stressing. Yes, Wonga. No, sorry, Sam. Um, the only reason I was late was um, it's kind of difficult to um, come down the top of the table um, and be on <laughs> everyone else's level. But uh, <laughs> there we go. But I made it. I made it. Now we know his reason. Is that a valid reason? The comments let us know. Then we've got Aman joining us yet again. And then, of course, Pumalani is saying, undercooked team, not ready for the Premier League. And I think that's a fair assessment. If we're looking at all the teams right now, we've got to discuss which team is going to get relegated. We know for sure it's probably going to be Bournemouth. But can you predict the other two teams going down? I think it's a bit of a tricky situation to call right now. Wongo, who, who would your guesses be? You know, I have not um, actually looked at that one, Clarence, honest with you. But uh, thinking now, on the top of my head, I think, I mean, especially what Bournemouth have done and they're getting a manager, I think there could be one candidate. Um... Another one, another one, another one. It's difficult to say. Exactly. Nothing first seems to have made. Nothing first have made the signings. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I don't think Nottingham go down. But now, if Nottingham stay, someone else must go. So this is where I'm, I'm baffled with this um, with this uh, with this question. I can't lie to you. I I, I haven't thought about it properly, properly. Or uh, let me say, I haven't reached a conclusion. Yeah. I don't think Wonga, personally, I don't think I'm brave enough yet to make a decision. I think it's there's so much that can happen when you consider the amount of money that's being spent or thrown around, rather. Everyone's got the potential to do something. I mean, when you're looking at Fulham, they've hit the ground running. You're looking at Leeds. I'm sure Darren will be happy. They're doing all right. So it's it's pretty tricky. And I mean, it could even be a big side that goes down. I mean, your West Ham is sitting 14th right now. Surely they shouldn't go down, um, especially considering the amount that they spent. But those are the names right now at the bottom. And Everton... You know, based on where they're at, they could also be in the mix. And you're Aston Villa. So it's going to be a tricky situation. Steven, Gerard, Wonga Denga, I think let's talk about him right now. He has, um, what is it, won one game. He's lost the four others. Would you be seeing Scotty Parker just being sacked? Would you be putting his job under consideration <laughs> or really reviewing it with a microscope and, go, a microscope and saying, listen, you know, he's in danger here? Yeah, look, I think... Um... Uh, in terms of where I know for a fact, in terms of Stephen, uh, you know where Stephen Gerrard came from in the what he did in in in, in Scotland, um, coming into Aston Villa. I and I remember the comments he made as well. They they definitely are not where they would want to be. Um, I think he's probably aiming uh, mid table, if possible. He could even I think he's probably even trying to get into. He would like to get into Europe. When I'm not too sure, but definitely if you if they're playing the way that they're playing at the moment. I mean, take, getting the results that they're getting at the moment, they continue this. It's not, it's, it's not ideal for them. Um, but I'm still, I, I mean, I've, I watched, I watched Aston Villa against Arsenal. Um, and I can't remember which other game I watched Aston Villa, but uh, yeah, you know, look, I'm looking at uh, Ollie Watkins, still looking alive, uh, still looking dangerous there. Uh, continue, maybe also not uh, doing as well as you'd expect from, from him. Uh, but I think, yeah, definitely Steven Gerrard. I don't think his job would be um, under much scrutiny now, but definitely I think they would say that he's he's underperforming. Definitely underperforming, I can't lie to you. 
Yeah, he is underperforming, and I'm sure we've got someone. He's in the he's in the back room, and he's going to share his thoughts now. Uh, Sam's saying, oh, I bet, Claudio, you want to keep Everton as your punching bag. And you're not wrong. I mean, that game is coming up. I don't know what's happened to our backroom staff. Oh, he's ready. He's ready. Gentlemen, without further ado, um, let's please welcome. Just give me a second. I'm just trying to sort one or two things out. Yeah. Who's the man? It is. Celo, Lolo, Kale. Although, it's not quite working out for him. Wonga, we might as well keep going here. Um, yeah, so overall, <laughs> it's not working for him. Let's see how, I mean, Man United have had a mixed start. So it's, it's pretty much like Silo's entrance over here. I'm just going to flog him quickly. Let's go back to where we were at. Okay, uh, yeah. So we got one or two things here again. Silo Maguire, Pum's getting excited, but it was a false return. Almost like uh, Silla Maguire or should I say Harry Maguire making the starting lineup. It seems this way that we've got Ronaldo Wonga. Seems like he's going to stay with Man United. Yeah, I guess uh, he has no choice, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I think maybe people, maybe some clubs are seeing, <laughs> I don't know if they're seeing it as a, they, they maybe he's too much of a big player for their clubs or. They just don't, he doesn't fit what they want. I probably think that's probably the, the situation now. But yeah, I think he has obviously no choice. He tried everything. I don't know. I, I would like to know, I mean, why they, the stuff didn't work out, especially him going back to uh, sporting. Um, I'd really like to know why that didn't work out. But I guess he's stuck there. Um, I, I, I think definitely he would be still of used to, I, I mean, look, he wanted to play Champions League. I think if they, I see Pumlani saying he's too expensive. Uh, I think he would have taken a cut to be in the Champions League if he wanted it that bad. Uh, I definitely think he would have taken a cut. The, the, the money is not a problem. He doesn't need any more of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he's, he's bringing money to wherever he goes. But yeah, I think that's, I think, I think Man United are happy to keep him. Uh, I think that's what they wanted anyway. I think that's what they wanted. Uh, but then remember that it's him that he was really pushing to go and then they're like, okay, fine. They're willing to let him go. But now he's there. Everyone's smiling. Well, <laughs> the club is smiling. Uh, and I, I think he won't be a problem. I think he's going to give 100% and uh, get his team through Europa. Are they in Europa? Yeah, yeah in Europa. <laughs> they are in Europa. Uh, let's try this again. Celo, are you available here? No, doesn't look like it. All right. Um, yes, yeah, so in Europa, but Wonga, the, the Ronaldo fact in terms of what happens if he does stay and he's not getting the game time. And, you know, they've already spoken about the fact that he causes a disturbance to the change room, to the culture, to the rest of it, even though your pros are saying, you know, he's a shining example for the younger players to look up to. But if, if the morale is affected by one person throwing his hands in the air, um, do you think Ten Hag is going to be strong enough to manage it? I know he's benched the player. They are going to play a game tonight. Do you think he starts this game too? I don't think he starts the game. Um, Man United have got, a, have got a winning formula now. Um, I think then now he has to work his way back in. And that's what Ten Hag did say in the beginning of the season. Um, I, I also don't think he's causing a disturbance in the, in the team. I don't think he's co- causing a disturbance in the change room. Uh... I don't know where they're getting these these uh, these. I don't know who's keeps on saying where they who's telling 
the media this that you know is causing these things where is it coming from who specifically you know because you can't just say it. this it's definitely a trail to be followed you know but i don't think this man is causing a disturbance in the change room he's 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 a 30 what he's 38 could be 50 now i never know but he's um he, he's he's a professional you know every manager has said this this man is a professional player you can see when he gets on the field he's giving 100 percent uh he's there is a strong desire in him to win. And I don't think he's going to be throwing and tossing his toys. That's, that's really immature. I mean, they, I think, you know, it's, 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 you know, it just suits, it, it suits the, you know, this, uh, the, the narrative, you know, if, I mean, the, the big star in the team, he's, you know, uh, and now he's, he's the one disrupting. I don't think that's the case. I really don't think the case, that's the case. He may be challenging people. Only to get because he knows what it takes to to win to win these titles. He's won it all. He's won it all, um, except for the World Cup, you know. And so I think people are just. Uh, I think yes, he's definitely challenging people. Maybe people aren't happy with him challenging them. But in terms of uh, disrupting the change room like uh, like a child, no ways. There's no ways. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that, that's. that's... <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a fair way of putting it, Wonga. I also think um, they, they want to keep him at the club because every time he tweets about training, he's getting them the exposure they need and it's contributing to their back pocket. So they're happy with that result. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to move over to pretty much this, the comments that Sam making here saying, Arsenal looks a complete side. Maybe defensively they can improve and these comments are pretty rare, but it is this time, Wonga. It is the Arsenal talk. You've come in, you're smiling yet again. We're super excited to have you and you're excited to be here because your team is buzzing. But um, what do you want to chat to us about in terms of what is working right now? First game, they beat Fulham 2-1. Second game, they beat Villa 2-1. Again, to Sam's point, conceding two goals in two games, but still getting the victories. Yeah, look, I think um, hey, Arsenal, my team. Um, the first game was worrying the way in which we we conceded the goal as a lapse of concentration. But what is positive is that um, I think then that gave Arsenal an opportunity to show how serious they were about um, you know challenging this time uh, this year, especially for uh, a Champions League spot. And you could see when that goal went in. I mean. It, you know, Gabriel was obviously was uh, broken. I mean, like any other player would do. But what happens then is the response, you know. And even the the commentator, the first thing he said is, um, "I'm pretty. He's pretty sure that Gabriel is looking to is waiting to get a corner. He can't wait to get a corner so that he can, you know, get one back for the team. And funny enough, he's the one that goes and scores the winning goal. Um, I must say, I don't know if anyone watched the game. Uh, and I'm I'm not. I mean, you can. You can you can be an Arsenal hater or whatever, but you can't hate on uh, the way Udegaard has been playing of late. Uh, mm. I've also I've I've asked myself, uh, and you know I never saw it, but I heard I, I heard the time Udegaard sco- uh, was signed by Madrid when he was 16 years old. Um, they gave him quite a <laughs> quite a big salary. He was already in the first team at that time uh, before they sent him out on loan. But my goodness me. Um, I think I saw the reason why for the first time. I, I mean, I even, I mean, yes, he was playing well for us last season, but I thought, okay, look, I mean, it wasn't that much to be hyped about. But what he did this week, uh, I think it was the one first against Fulham. He was on fire. He was, he was literally untouchable. You know, everything, knew exactly what to do with the ball before he got the ball, the passes he was playing, 
Uh, I mean, even the manner in which he took the first goal, you know, doing a, first doing a, a nice scissor there and then uh, hitting it into the uh, the back of the net. Yes, it took a deflection, but I mean, uh, the stuff he was doing before that, it was it was incredible. And and yes, Martinelli as well. Martinelli, I've, 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 I think you guys have heard me as well. Uh, probably the only player I was praising last year in terms of his work rate. And it looks like now the rest of the team is behind on that, you know. Uh, Martinelli doesn't give up. Uh, he's on everyone, you know, 24-7. He's pressing, he's trying to get the ball, he's always looking to score. Uh, and that's what I've always liked about him. Uh, and funny enough, uh, I was praising Lukonga last season. And when I watched him play now against, um, I'm forgetting him, against Aston Villa, uh, goodness me, I, <laughs> I felt like I wanted to get on the field and shake him and say, wake the hell up. I don't know if he smoked a spliff of weed before then, but she was. Like he's the only the only player that couldn't see that, hey, my man, we we, we, we trying to win here. You know, rather make it four. Gets the ball, chillas, turns, takes three steps, then he passes the ball slowly even. Oh my goodness me. You know, I don't have any problems with the guy moving slowly, but, you know, let's, let's, let's try and move quickly. Like, Goodness me, I would have put Lukonga on if we're winning 4 0. Then, you know, you know, you slow things down, everyone's chill us. But, jeez, putting that guy starting and then trying to, trying to, you know, win a, win a, uh, I mean, trying to get everyone to play quickly. Oh, he's so, he's too chill. I can't lie to you. A pass he's supposed to put on the floor. He just chips it because, you know, he's bored. So he just chips <laughs> the ball. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness me. I, I almost died watching him play. Uh, but hopefully, Ateta sourced that out. I mean, I, I get, I get the fact that, you know, he's a chilled guy. But uh, there needs to be, the, for me, the, the, the sense of urgency was a bit not there with okay, him. Wonga, you know? Wonga, let's, yeah, uh, let's, let's just let's pull it back, Reina back in here. We've got Pumalani saying Wonga rants. I think this is what happens with Arsenal, Pums. When Arsenal on a sort of peak, they don't know what to do, so they're going to look for the faults. Um, but Sam, no, no, no. Sam also, Wonga, Sam also coming in saying Martinelli has stepped up to your point and then saying, but Saka not looking so good. And is it that he's not looking so good or it's just... It's not just it's just the final product that's that's missing. He's still looking good. Yeah, look, I think it's still I think it's still looking good. Still looking good. Obviously the final product is not there, but then again, also the other players in the team are stepping up. And I think that's that's uh, I think Sam that's that's good on when I look at it, I think it's a good thing that Saka's not looking um, 100%. And I think it's really because everyone else in the team has stepped up a gear. Our defense is solid. Saliba and uh, Gabriel, I think White will fall out after Tumiyasu fixes his, his injury. Um, uh, Leno, yeah, he wasn't good enough. Uh, put the ball behind him. Um, but Leno's always been a... Uh, I've always liked him as, as a keeper. I think he was pretty decent. Uh, I don't know what he was complaining about with that goal. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, he got it in. And, and speaking of that, um, Aston Villa's goal. Uh, so... If if that Aston Villa goal stands and the other teams take use of it, do you, do you understand what they're going to be doing now? They're going to just put a player in front of the keeper now and they're going to make sure he just stands there. I mean, Mitrovic could do that to any keeper. Just literally stand in front of him and put his hands out uh, behind him. But if that, they say that's fair, then yeah, I can't wait to see that happen again. And they mustn't call it. They must not call it. I don't know to show if you saw it, Claudio, but they must not call that um, a foul. Um, they... Who was it? I can't remember who which Aston Villa player it was, but he was standing in front of our keeper. Um, and then he basically blocked him off from getting to the ball. And then he put his hands out behind him so that the keeper was like basically in behind him and he couldn't move. 
and he kept him there. So, yeah, if that stands, yeah, I, I'm cool. Okay, we won the game, sure. I'm cool. They must just keep that with consistency because it's going to happen again. Uh, plenty of times, especially if that happened. That's, that's, the, that's the draw card of the Premier League and the refereeing is um, if they are consistent, we've got nothing to talk about on shows on Thursdays. Yeah, Wonga Denga. But overall... Arsenal talk, you know, you're happy, top of the log, doing well, 13 points. The others are playing catch-up. But let's talk to the guys who are hot on your heels and, um, you know, the team that is doing all the business. Man City. I mean, putting a massive, massive result in this game after being down and come back 4-2, Wonga. Yeah, look. um... (laughs) Haaland, captain! Uh, anyways, uh, before <laughs> look, I think Crystal Palace does well to go 2 0 up here, uh, and I think uh, that game would have been after the game was was done for them uh, watching it, and then they go and yeah. they lose the the lead. Uh, I mean, yeah, Man City were relentless after that. I mean, after that um, halftime talk, and uh, yeah, they did well. I mean, it's not it wasn't the first time. It was the the third time. The first time was end of the season last year. Um, and that was 3-0 down. They come back three, uh, with three goals then. No, the thing was two goals and they came back. No, I can't remember now. I think it was two and they came back with three goals. Then now they come into the league. They go down against Newcastle three goals. Newcastle did fairly well as well to get the three goals. And now New- and then uh, Man City step it up again directly after the the, the, the half time, And they do yeah. the same thing now. It's, it's not, that's not an easy thing, you know. Um, you know, most teams, you know, that happens... You know, you get that once in a once in a while. You go down, and you know this is the match you guys can come up. And Mercedes are consistent with this, which uh, for me shows a true desire to take it again. You know, this this league title again. And yeah. uh, unfortunate for I don't go too much on it, but Crystal Palace. You heard Rufus Zaha now when they dropped the lead, um, when they dropped their lead uh, this uh, weekend. Uh, I think they were up. 1-0, and they they decided, Agufaza <laughs> was, was frustrated that they decided to not put in another goal. And yeah, that, I mean, Patrick Vera now must be kicking himself. That's two, I mean, that could have had one with Man City. That would have been priceless, you know. And now they've dropped it again uh, for the next match. So on their side, uh, not looking too good for, for Patrick, but uh, because they're playing well and just not getting results. But Man City, four, then six the next game, you know, now they've made sure they're not conceding. Uh, Nottingham Ferris got uh, welcomed properly now into the league. Now they've been welcomed <laughs> into the Premier League. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the no. uh, Wonga Dengo, when you're looking at it, I mean, we've got to talk about this, man. Some of the comments have already thrown his name out. Uh, Haaland, Hattrick, it's nine goals in five games. I think when you're looking at it, I think the most Hattrick scored across the Premier League season is five. He's already got two of them. I mean, realistically, when we're looking at what this guy can achieve, how many goals do you think he's going to end up with this season? I think uh, we're playing. If you're looking at the, so how many games are you playing with it? I would say, I would say at least, I would say at least thirty. I would say at least thirty. Uh, already, he's already think, nine uh, for five. You think he's only going to end on thirty? Look, no, no, I'm talking about no, okay, not the season, probably more, probably with forty to uh, probably hit forty, but I'm just talking about the Premier League. And I'm just saying that to be safe, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, they're playing thirty eight games and I'm gonna say eight off. Uh, but definitely he can and he did it the season before and the season before that he scored more than a goal a game. Um yeah. and this is what is special 
uh, about him. And you must keep in mind that Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi, as great, and yo, those guys have been at their ages of phenomenal players, especially Lionel um, know, Messi, who had the capability of dribbling uh, from the halfway line, having yeah. Xavi and Iniesta playing behind you. Uh, we, we, they didn't do this. Barcelona winning no, 6 0, 4 0, 5 0. Messi. His stats, uh, his stats did not right do this. now overshadow theirs in terms of just goal scoring ratio, but I think that that's what he offers as a footballer. Yes. He is a goal scoring machine. He is geared up solely for that. I think he's also, it's also rare that you find a player whose mentality is as aligned and his mentality is very matured in a sense in terms of what he knows he's capable of doing. For example, you got peak Ronaldo believing what he can do. Haaland is right now peak Haaland in his mind in front of goals. And I know what I mean by that is I know he's still missing chances and and and, but he sticks him as, as soon as he's in front of the goal, he's not afraid to shoot. And I think that's the thing. He's got the confidence there that he knows he's able to bury it and he takes these chances. And that's the difference. Yeah. And that's the scary yes. part. I don't see this man stopping anytime soon. And it also makes me wonder, dare we talk about Man City and the association with the Champions League? Can they go one step further and actually win it this season just mm-hmm. because of Holland? Let's, let's forget about the fact they've got another young striker that no one's even talking about, the Julian Alvarez. He's also not a bad footballer in his own right. But they've got this player. Yeah. Will they be able to get the Champions League within there? Look, the team that they have, they, they have a right to shop for them. I mean, look at uh, the teams that have won it before. Uh, I've gotten close to winning it. Uh, Man City definitely don't have an excuse to at least get into the semis again. And, and then, and then from the semis, it's you know how it is in a in a semi final of Champions League. You've got to uh, have the right plan on the day. Uh, so it's a lot more than just a team, but definitely just a team alone. Man City they should get to a semi final, I think. And Haaland could yeah. be their player, like you say. If he's scoring goals, could take them there. Uh, yeah, yeah I, that, I, I agree with that. And, and I, and I, do in think Malad, I think last year he had more than a goal per game uh, before he got knocked out. Yeah, and I do think um, from a Pep Guardiola Hello. situation in terms of... Yeah, you're still here, Wonga. <laughs> from a Pep Guardiola perspective, we've got to look at him knowing the fact that Look, the likelihood of them competing on all fronts is going to be quite high. He's got players, so he will rotate them. And again, I think Sam makes a valid point when we're looking at the types of injuries. And we know Holland's got a bit of a, an injury record, so it's just how he's going to use him. But save him for the big games, and that's going to be key. Let's see if the man that we've been waiting for has gotten his return flight from Old Trafford. Let's see. Oh, yes, looks like he's in the house. Where well, is he in the house? Celo <laughs> Maguire, welcome, sir. Hey, how's it, guys? How are you guys doing? He is struggling. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I don't know about anyone else. I'm easy, man. I can hear you. <laughs> How's it, guys? Hey, guys. I don't know. Celo struggling. We can't even hear him now. Anyway, we're just going to keep him there just for his face because some sure. people think he's got a pretty face. Looks like Timothy Chaddle. I don't know if anyone watched that, but he's a Timothy Chaddle man. Um, yeah, so Wonga Denga, just to round off then, we're going to move over to the Lion Talk. And the Lion Talk being the Chelsea's. Chelsea, all over the place. We know Todd Bewley is busy playing football manager. I genuinely believe he that's how he's prepared for this this Chelsea role in the takeover, but he felt like he had the money. He played enough football manager. He's going to be able to then come in there and do the business. I mean, he's just signed Wesley for final for £75 million. Before we kick off on the results, £75 million, is that a, is that a good deal for Fofana, Wanga Denga? 
Yeah, for, for father himself and his family, that's a goddamn good deal. <laughs> Jump and take it. <laughs> but, uh, gee whiz, uh, uh, what the heck? And they just put up, uh, oh, the Bombayang didn't, uh, I'm not sure if there's a fee involved there because they gave Marcus uh, Lonzo that mm-hmm. other way. Um, but, uh, yo, jeez, I, I didn't know they actually, that actually went through, Claudio, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm hearing it now. Uh, but, uh, Come on, 75 million. Are we talking pounds here? Goodness me. No, no, okay, no, no. Moving, no. moving aside think... from the fact, let's, 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 let's ignore the fact. Okay, so you clearly don't think he's worth Oof. 75 million pounds, but let's see the points. I think no. Todd Burley is playing football manager. But let's look at the exactly. results. I mean, they do they beat Leicester City, which they should do because Leicester City are all over the place right now. And um, mm. so 2-1 victory. But then they go away and they lose to Southampton 2-1-2. I mean, overall, when we're looking at Chelsea and you're looking at... Thomas Tuchel, do we somewhat worry about the fact that the man doesn't have a solid grip on the side right now? Do you think he's losing his touch? Do you think he's lost the squad? Or is there just too much happening around him in order to get the results that he needs to yeah. get? Yeah. You remember, it? I, I was saying, look at Lamp when Lampard got fired. Um, he was doing very well. In the Champions League, he, was take, he took the champ, he took his team, the team to the Champions League. And, uh, no, not to the Champions League. He took them to the was it the final? He took them to the final. Am I correct? Well, but he took yep. them far in the Champions League. He did very well in the Champions League. Uh, Lampard. And then uh, Tuchel came in and completed everything. Lampard was going on a on a on a uh, on a losing streak. You know, he was there were wins and, and and losses and losses. And look, it's it for me. It's not it's not different to what uh, Tuchel has done in these uh, first couple of matches. I can't lie to you. Uh, the, the team's not looking um, 100%. They're losing to a Southampton when they should have won. Uh, they should have won that game. And Tuchel goes and he says that, look, I mean, he's gone out. Uh, Lampard was getting criticised for... I remember I was such a... And people also disagree with like Lampard saying that uh, if Lampard shouldn't go out and say that, no, these, these players are, are doing wrong. I remember we had a bit of an argument there, like, you know, how are you going to manage it? But Tuchel, after the game, and said, no, he, he literally said that it, he, he doesn't say it directly, but he, he blamed the players. He said it was too soft. You know, they, there was no desire in, in them defending. And, he, and, and what, he was not wrong. What he was saying is that, you know, they need to, if, if, if you're going to defend, there needs to be a, a, a desire for, uh, there needs to be a desire or a will not to concede. You know, that's what Tushil was saying. Uh, and, you know, Lampard, this is what I, I'm looking, I'm, look, I'm trying to look at the two situations, you know. The only difference I see with what the way Lampard was struggling at the end of the season and the way Tuchel is struggling now um, is it's his Tuchel and Lampard is Lampard, you know, with, with what the history that they had uh, before. Uh, and also, and Lampard, also, to be fair, was doing well. Experience, experience, Wonga. Experience, yeah, Wonga. That's, that's, but, that's the difference. But, but, listen. but Wonga, I think, I think as well, guys, we need to give we need to give leeway for managers that have a bit of credit in the bank. Um, um, if we look at uh, Frank Lampard's stats at Everton, they show a very grim picture, man. Uh, nine nine wins in twenty seven games. That's thirty three point three percent win average. That's that's shocking. That's shocking. Everton. That's just better than his friend Lampard. Uh, uh, Gerard. Gerard's got uh, 33 percent as well. You know what I mean? But obviously more games, but. Uh, but uh, but uh, carry on with Tuchel. <laughs> yeah, but I I just feel that if you're gonna compare the two situations, I think yeah, they they, they needs to be a. Uh, I think you just they 
I think it's a serious situation at Chelsea. You can't look at it lightly. Even though it's just two losses, um, I think it is, a, it is a serious situation there. They need to turn it around. Uh, but that's their problems to deal with. Uh, I'm happy they have that problem. I hope it continues. for all I care. <laughs> all right, Silo. I mean, thank you for joining us. So I know you've been busy trying to chase down all the, the transfers there for United and all the things that are happening. Oh, guys. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. Guys, apologies. <laughs> Listen, guys, you know, I don't own anything on my own, um, so so I'm using a, a laptop from 2010 that I had to pick up from some some dark, deep and deep web type of thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm obviously happy to be here tonight, and I saw that you guys. As, deep web. As well, Silo, well, is this the same place? Is this where Man United are making their, their signings as well in the deep web? Is this how they're getting the deals across the line? Maybe that's no, why it's not no, where no. it's not where we where we make our signings, but uh, you know. It's actually very interesting when we talk about Man United. There's this um, social media page I follow. It's called um, Any Man United Fan uh, that, that is on Twitter. Please go and follow this page. It's called United Arena. So it's U-T-D-A-R-E-N-A, United Arena. And this is a, a person who talks about analytics and, and formations and all these things. And this guy spoke about Anthony in 2019. Right, he speaks about Anthony in 2019. We're still at Sao Paulo as a nine, as a as a 19 year old turning 20, turning 20. So he speaks about Anthony and says, you know, Anthony is a very good player. Um, he's going to be obviously he's, he's destined to go to Europe soon. And guess what? We signed Anthony two years later after this guy made the scout report. You know, uh, it's so typical of Man United where a fan has actually seen the player. And identified the player as actually about to take the next step to Europe, but then you know, Man United scouts actually probably want a proven uh, footballer. Same same guy speaks about uh, Lissandro Martinez as well in 2019 and says that Ajax has just signed Lissandro Martinez. He's the best centre back in uh, Argentina at the moment. Da 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 da. Makes a story about him. Same player, no, no, same page, but talking about a different player. And I'm like, guys. Like, these guys that are in the scouting department get paid to scout players, right? But there's this guy on you on Twitter who actually identifies these players two years in advance. Like, I saw the tweets. I was like, I couldn't believe it. And he's made similar stuff about other players and everything like, everything like, everything like that and said, like, like, he's spoken about Bruno Gomares, for instance, right, at, at Newcastle. He spoke about him hmm. a year ago and said, this guy's a very good player. He would add a lot to... A team in the Premier League, you know, a little a top six side would would do well to sign him. So a Liverpool, Man United, Tottenham, you know, Arsenal would do something. Well but to but quick question though, if you had to ask him now, um, like Pums is saying, yeah, 100 million for Anthony is that not overpriced? If you had to ask the same gentleman, it is. Him two years it, is. So, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> but the problem is, 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 is identifying a player at the right time to pay the the, the actually the yes. actual value. So I, I think, right, Anthony, right, as a player, I think Anthony is worth max, max 40 million pounds, which is like 50 million euros, right? So we've paid double, basically. We've paid double, right? I think Anthony is worth that much because he's from the Eredivisie, right? And he's, and he's not the... He wasn't player of the season for, for, for Ajax. He wasn't player of the season in the league. So player of the season for Ajax was uh, Martinez, the, the centre-back. And the player of the season in the division was uh, Cody Hakpo, 
um, the guy who's at PSV who, who leads want uh, and who also linked with. So these are the two players where you can say, okay, cool, they were the best players and everything like that. But I don't think that Anthony is worth 100 million euros. He's now the most expensive player to leave the Eredivisie, eclipsing Frankie de Jong's 80 million uh, euro move to Barcelona. And I don't think that he's in the same okay. caliber of, of de Jong. But, mm. guys, we, were, we, 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 we talk about the Premier League. The brand, the Premier League, guys. Wesley Fofana, 80 million euros. Uh, Lucas Paqueta, um, Alexander Isak, um, 64 million euros. You know what I mean? These are players, guys. If you actually look at the actual real value, their value is actually not that worth that much. But when you sell to the Premier League, guys, you have to put up the 20% premium, guys. 30%, 40%. You can actually take it up to a 40%, 50% premium. Claudio, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? The Premier yeah. League premium, you know it, bro. You know, yeah, I'm just laughing at Pumzi's comment here, though, Selov. Pumzi is saying Edwin is taking United to the cleaners, just showing his true no, allegiance he is. to Ajax. He, he's made he's made 167 million euros uh, from Man United in this in this window. Great business for for him as a club. Yeah. But guys, mm. um, the Premier League's net spend is 1.3 billion uh, pound uh, euros. Sorry, as opposed to the second highest net spend, which is the like, which is La Liga at 55 million euros, guys. 55 huh? compared to 1.3 billion yeah. euros. Net spend. So, so, so but but it's great. that hype. It's that hype that gets people coming back to watch the show and get watch the games, watch the show. It creates the show, so to speak. But the question I've got here for Mr. Anthony is we've seen these players come in with heavy price tags. And I, I know just coming with a heavy price tag anywhere is quite a daunting task. But coming to a Man United, especially in the current climate, Celo, do you think this man has what it takes to hit the ground running? I mean, the jury's still out from a Liverpool big money signing in terms of Darwin Nunes, but do you think Anthony can do it? Wonga just saying no. <laughs> so, so Claudio, Eredivisie players, let's be honest, guys, Eredivisie players in the last three to five years haven't really done well in the Premier League from Eredivisie. So Eredivisie to Premier League, they haven't really shot the lights out. Those guys who have moved for, let's say, more than 30 million pounds, right? So we, we so I talk about your... Your Memphis Depay's, your um, Donny van der Beek's, um, who else come from Eredivisie? So all those guys come from Eredivisie directly from mm. Eredivisie to Premier League for big money. Mm. Haven't really shot the lights out. Those who have done well yeah. have probably come come for smaller fees. Maybe go to a, a smaller club and then go to a bigger club. They've made the money. They they they've done well, you know. Um, and then Man United have never had. An amazing, like, like world-class Brazilian. We've never had a world-class Brazilian. We've had a good Brazilian. Anderson did well. Good. Not mm. world-class. Good. Rafael, good. Not world-class. So you see those 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 two factors. I'm like, doesn't seem good for, for Anthony. But there has to be <laughs> one that has to turn out well, right? So let's yeah. hope it's Anthony, man. But listen, guys, we, we can't, we can't, we can't uh, blame the player for the price tag. Um, the price tag is what's set by the club that we buy him from. Um, mm. Like, you know, you look at in the past, we, we, a lot of clubs have spent a lot of money for different different types of players. You know, you've had um, Man City paying 
60 um, million euros for, for De Bruyne, saying, and, and people in the Premier League saying that's a lot of money for pay, paying for uh, a Chelsea reject, essentially. Uh, but, you know, he's obviously blown the lights out and obviously been value for money. I'm not saying Anthony's going to be like De Bruyne, but I'm saying that it has happened in the past where clubs have seemed to pay over the price for someone um, who comes from a different league or a so-called lesser league um, or lesser club. But let's see. The jury's still out, guys. But I'm hoping for the best. I think it's something that we do require as Man United. Um, a left-sided, right, 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 right forward. Um, let's see what he adds to the team. Obviously, there's been some jokes about his 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 signature uh, trick that he likes to do when he tilts around the ball. Like almost like a Skaran type of around the, uh, around the wall type of thing. Uh, if he hits that move in a game, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna say Skaran Gomez is alive and well, kicking in Manchester United. <laughs> right, so but overall, when you're looking at it, I mean, they've come now two back-to-back victories. They beat Liverpool, they beat Southampton of the weekend by one goal. Um, tonight, they're taking on Leicester City, a struggling Leicester City. Technically, they should be favourites to win it. Does he start Ronaldo? Does he stick with the same team? Where's your head at for tonight's game? No, I think I think for tonight's game, I think we it's it's important to also keep Ronaldo happy as well. I think that's also good for the team. Um, it's a, obviously a balancing act, you know, the, the, the transfer window closes at midnight. So I think for a game like this, um, you need to maybe start Ronaldo, uh, depending on how he wants to set up, because we need to keep Ronaldo happy, right? You keep Ronaldo happy, um, he obviously also has a, a influence on the Mediterranean um, players, you know, uh, the, boys from, the boys from Portugal or the Portuguese-speaking boys, you know, he has the influence of Dalo. Dalos obviously looks up to him. Bruno Fernandes, uh, or Bruno Fernandes, um, you know, Fred, you know, um, and, and Anthony as well, who's Brazilian, obviously, um, you know, Casemiro as well. Um, so he's obviously got a big influence on these type of players and also players who look up to him. So I feel this game, let's start Ronaldo, right? I think in a game where we're playing Leicester, who's not doing well, who... Their owners obviously have been hit by the pandemic because they are a beer company. Uh, the owners of, of, of Leicester are a beer company in, 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 I think it's Thailand or, or, or Southeast Asia, yeah? A single beer. Uh, they've obviously been hit, so that's why they don't have the, that many funds to, to invest in Leicester. Um, so I think we should definitely start with Ronaldo just to give him some confidence. And if he does well in this game, we can start him again against uh, Arsenal on the weekend. But uh, we need to keep Ronaldo on 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 on. on on, on, on happier terms because he is obviously a big influence into the dressing room. Right, so, so yeah, on, on, on that note, quick fire result. Yeah, man, let's let's go. Two, two, no, I'm going to go for two, no tonight. Two, no. Wonga Dinga? One, one. One, one. Silo thinks, hey, Wonga, Silo, I mean, Wonga thinks Celeste is going to come in and upset the odds. Hey, it's going to be a tricky can, one. Can, no, can, 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 can I, can I, can I, can I, can I, if you've, if, if you've already been through it, can I just, your prediction for, for, for Sunday. Uh, Man United 2-1 uh, against Arsenal. Thanks. <laughs> Jumping the gun there, Silo. We haven't got into that point yet, but we might as well do it. Try oh, sorry. I'm ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm, game. I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of time. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry, guys. So... Because I'm late. I'm ahead. Sorry. Yeah, but I mean, we might as well talk about it. Big game there. I mean, Arsenal versus Man United. We're looking at that there. Will Man United be able to stop Arsenal's winning streak here, Wonga Denga? Look, I mean, Silo will have to admit it. Um, it's going to take quite a lot to, to nope, beat Arsenal. Um, 
Arsenal at the moment, look, I think Arsenal at the moment are, are a team looking hungry. I've, uh, it's been a while since I've seen Arsenal like this. I think Man United will struggle to, to get results. Last night you beat the depleted Steven Gerrard's army. Listen, guys, Gerrard has... Guys, I was looking up the stats, guys. I like I prepared for this show so much, right? It's just, guys, I'm, I'm unemployed for two days, so... So I, I just had to, you know, just, just you know, like enjoy my time as an unemployed uh, person. But guys, Steven Gerrard, guys, I've got the stats here. I listen to this, guys. Steven Gerrard has only won 12 Wait, out of 34. this man was unemployed one day again. He was late for the show. What the heck's going on here? Don't know what's going on there. Hey, guys, you still need to keep the people happy at home that, 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 that make you smile when you are not a goal lounge. 12 out of 34. And he's lost 17 out of the 34. He's lost 50% of his game. That was a showcase win for Arsenal. Arsenal has only played Bournemouth, Leicester, um, Aston Villa. Who, who else, Claudia? Small teams, small teams. No, no, no top, top six teams, right? No top six sides. And yeah, but they're getting the results out. there, and it's the victories that are building the confidence. Man, you actually got lost to Brentford. Man, you actually no, lost to guys. Hey, I beat Liverpool. Yeah. When was the last time you beat Liverpool? Tell me, when was the last time you beat Liverpool? You, you, Tell I can me. argue Liverpool. We can argue, Oscar, we can argue that Liverpool were, were depleted. We can argue Liverpool were depleted. You said Liverpool will beat Man United at all seven. I was not here last week. I was watching your show with Claudia. You guys were gobsmacked. Listen, Man United <laughs> delivered the W. We delivered the no, W. But, but, but wait, but wait. Let's. let <laughs> Pum saying, remember no, the A2. Guys, guys, remember guys, the A2. Guys, listen, listen. Let's just take the reins back here. But, 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 in football, guys, man. In football. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be honest, guys, man. Um, Champions League final 20. Claudia, the one you went to in is it Metropolitan or okay? So the one that Salah got injured, man. Yeah. Do we look back and say that Real Madrid won because Salah got it? No, we said Real Madrid won. They are, I think, it was 13th um, Champions League. We don't say because Salah got injured. Deplete, we don't say depleted in history, Wonga. You only say, yeah, but that's the same thing now with no. that's the same thing with, with Aston Villa. We beat them. We okay, beat them. Up. Time out, gents. Yeah, listen up, listen up. So the, the question is, I think this is where we've got to see how it plays out, is Arsenal looking comfortable on the ball. I think Man United do better on the counter-attack. So if the game takes that sort of shape, then there's a big possibility Man United can upset the odds. It's going to be interesting to see how Arsenal cope with that. But we've got, um, obviously, Sam saying United, Arsenal 2-2. He's going with the draw. Pumalani saying 2-1 to United. Um, and then Sam saying Brentford beat Arsenal last season too. So let's not forget that. Right, gentlemen, we're going to move Wonga, on. Exactly, bro. Football, fo- Wonga, there's no therefore in football. You know, there is no there. Yeah, for. but you, you were saying that we got beaten by an Aston Villa. Like, there were nothing. You, you guys, and no, we never beat the top six. Beat, there. No, 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 no. There's no, 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 Brentford. They beat you guys also. No, no, That's Wonga, what I'm saying. I was, I was yeah. saying, we cannot count your win against Villa. You know why? Villa is huh? Guys, like, my... I, ah, I'm so, so angry so guys that, that, I, that I joined it so late man because I had ammunition for Steven Gerrard man I had like a whole archive of Steven Gerrard and asking questions about Steven Gerrard for Claudio man 
because guys, we need to ask serious <laughs> questions about Steven Gerrard, guys, as a manager, because he's giving us 33% win rates against when he's been given funds to invest. Yeah, he has been given funds and he's underperforming. Yep. So, I mean, we did ask the question. It's not like, uh, uh, what's this guy? Uh, Bournemouth former manager, Parker. I feel bad for him because he was not given funds. But Stevie Gerrard has been given... Okay, Sharp, that guy from Sevilla that they signed, uh, Deo Carlos got injured. Sharp, cool, no problem. Cool, he lost. She claims there to to, to Chelsea. But still, man. Nah, but hey... Let's talk about uh, uh, Liverpool and uh, the guy who's got uh, anger management issues, uh, Darwin Nunes. Yeah, the man who's uh, currently on his suspension. He, he clearly has something he needs to um, he needs to curb there. But, I mean, the fire is there and it's alive and kicking and he's got it on the bench, which is fantastic. But, yes, they lose to Man United. They come back. They obviously do what they do to Bournemouth, the 9-0 victory. And then they do what they did last night with the guards, the 2-1 victory late sort of snatch there. And when we're looking at Liverpool right now, we know there's a lot of talk about the midfield, and we're going to talk about the transfer deadline. Um, when we look at the player they're bringing in, in Arta Melo there from Juventus, formerly a Barcelona player, we do know, and we've known, the club have known, that the midfield is where they are lacking. Um, when you're looking at the sort of strength of the squad in terms of where they're having issues, and I think Henderson being injured yet again has just forced this sort of transfer, and it is a loan deal. It's a bit of a, you know, plug the the plug the hole with a stopper here for a second and let's see how he does. There is no sort of offer on the table to buy officially. So it is just a loan signing and that's where they're at right now. And I mean, it's it's quite telling when your two best players are the two youngest in the team that are, are getting a run in terms of Fabio Carvalho and Harvey Elliott. So not doing too badly there. I don't think we, we need to get too upset because I mean, they did want to sign a player. He just chose Real Madrid. And we're looking at the next player we need to get to is Jude Bellingham. The issue is, does he go to Liverpool next season, gentlemen? Does he make that signing or does he go to Real Madrid? Real Madrid. That means if I see him going to Real Madrid, he'll take the biggest, and I, and I think he can call people. That's his, what a player that guy is. He must go to Madrid. Yeah. Write his name in history. I mean, that's the worry, yeah, right? And I think this is where they're looking at the Liverpool midfield and he's saying this is the problem is that a lot of our players are over the age of 30. They normally make signings in advance where they're able to secure and they're able to like bed them in with regards to the rest of the squad and then you've got to play and then you, you move them up. But when I'm looking at a Melo and I'm comparing him to Genie Van Holden, there's no difference for me. And I actually think the one's a lot more durable than Genie Van Holden when we lost that player on a free. So that's where we're going. There have been certain mistakes made. It's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out with having Darwin back. Um, but right now, Liverpool, oh, all right, they're still in the mix. I'm not too too disappointed. I mean, we're looking at the 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 sort of performances of other signings, like um, your Mr. Luis Diaz. I mean, he has an interesting stat. Since his first appearance at Anfield in February, no Liverpool players has more home Premier League goals than Luis, six out of ten games. Look, there's nothing like Haaland right now, but he's performing. And so that's, that's a good place to be if you're a Liverpool fan and if you're a Liverpool club. I know everyone's freaking up out about the transfer deadline day but now look you can land up with a loan signing just to to make people happy and they're still not going to be happy about it no no it's, it's a much needed signing for you guys eh? i think it's, a, it's it's an interesting one but because obviously liverpool plans these things and we we know how much of a you know things they, they have these signings in order before the season starts and, and identify certain players but you know there's there's a there's a, a Twitter page that, that I follow, right? Uh, it's called Premier League Panel. Uh, very, very insightful. Um, you know, it gives views about every single club in the Premier League. You know, that page has highlighted the right side of midfield for Liverpool 
for the last season. He said that's why he has not win the title. He says the right side of midfield is where you lack. Because on the left side, it's Keita or Thiago. So Keita and Thiago yes. cover the left side of midfield. And then holding is Fabinho. We all know that. But right side, that's where like Jordan Henderson is, right? Yes. But that's where Harvey Elliott got injured, right? Yeah. Right? That's where Harvey Elliott got injured, right? He had suggested, this guy had suggested that it was quite different. He, he had suggested that Liverpool could sign a player like Rafinha and actually that role, right? Who's actually a winger. But he says the way Liverpool play, and Rafinha would actually do well in that right side of midfield role because he has, you know, the formula for, for that role. So you guys lack in that right side of midfield. And he felt that that's where you guys lack the most. And we've seen it, guys. Let's be honest. Jordan Henderson is not the player, guys. Look, 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 Jordan Henderson's there for intensity and he, he really drives home with what Klopp wants the team to do and that's from the engine perspective and getting the press going. That's where he does really well. But when it comes from a creativity perspective and comes from creating, that's not what that's not how Liverpool have been set up to do and you are right from that perspective. Um, we've got Pumalani saying, pay the money, stop looking for bargains, Liverpool. And he has an interesting fact. I know a lot of Man United fans complain about the owners and and and, but here from the Swiss Ramble, I mean, a lot of you know the Swiss Ramble. If you don't follow them, they give a lot of stats. Yeah. But they said zero, own, zero owner funding for LFC in the last five years. In fact, Liverpool were the only one of big six to make a repayment of owner loans, which is £37 million, and also the only club to increase the balance in its bank account. Took out £72 million bank loan, high capital and expenditure at 132 Look, the, the owners of Liverpool don't pour, they don't take money out of the club, but they don't pour it in. Their whole goal was to make it sustainable, and it is sustainable, so they aren't spending over the odds. I think the comment was asked last week is a Jurgen Klopp frustrated with the scenario 100%? There's no doubt in his recent comments over the last 24 hours or 48 hours, rather. He has communicated that um, in, a, in a nice way. But it is going to be interesting to see. Wonga Denga, Sam asking the question is Luis going to fill Mane's shoes? No, I think. Um... I don't think he'll fool them, but I mean, look, De Luis Diaz definitely does offer something um, there for Liverpool. Yes, uh, <laughs> Mane, uh, I don't think he's replaceable for Liverpool, to be honest with you. Um, yo, uh, what a player that guy is. I mean, he's even showing now going to the Bundesliga and punishing. Um, yeah, we can argue Farmers League, but uh, yeah, look, Haaland was doing that there, um, and he's doing the same this side. So. Yeah, I think Luis Diaz, I don't, wouldn't want to put that pressure on him, to be honest, as well. I think, but he is definitely offering his own uh, thing for Liverpool. I hate to admit it, but uh, yeah, he's, he, he looks dangerous on that field every time he's there. I think that's also fair, Sev Simmons Wangadenga. He's definitely not going to fall money issues because money is a one of a kind sort of character, and you know how much I think he means to the club. But in Bayern, he's doing the thing. Gentlemen, it is that time. It's transfer deadline day. Any moves that we need to be focused on? Any moves you think can change the club's fortunes moving in before this window shuts? Silo? Yeah, your club, especially yeah, your club. Oh, Premier League as well. Yeah. What sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Sorry, I'm playing with technology here. Yeah. So, oh, 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 flip. No, you can't see me, guys, right? Can you see me? Nope. You can see Ten Hag and who that? Yeah, I mean, uh, Wonga, we've got uh, Tom saying Obama Yang to Chelsea. 
So, what do we think about that? Do you think that's going to be a game-changing move for them? Oh, they need to damn. Yeah, I think I think for Chelsea that's uh, I think for Chelsea that's uh, that's that's good for them. I think they definitely need someone to they need an outside striker. Sterling also stepping up, I think also uh, doing well. But yeah, I think they need a a, a real real goal scorer, and I think uh, Aubameyang can offer that to them. Um, just don't make him captain. Uh, we've been there, we've done that. Trust me when I say this. Uh, piece of advice, Chelsea fans. Uh, to show to not make the man captain, and I think you'll be, I think you'll be okay uh, with that. I, I wouldn't, to be honest. Like I, I don't like the fact that he's going to Chelsea because I know I know what he can do uh, with the players playing around him. Uh, yeah, to be a problem. Right, and then from an Arsenal perspective, Wonga Denga, Douglas Luiz from Aston Villa, is that a player you wouldn't mind having in there? Yeah, look, I, I wouldn't mind having, having having him in the squad, Claudio. Um, I think it does, then it, what it does, it then also gives us um, options. You know, I've seen as, in, as Inchenko comes in on the left back um, and, and, and Tyranio is doing well what I, from what I saw, but now Zinchenko comes in and I'll be honest with you, I think he looked um, obviously, he's looking better than a than a. Oh, you got a mosquito there. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, he's looking <laughs> he's looking better than a uh, uh, than a tyranny, you know. But then there's options, you know. Um, and on the right, you can see. I think we're looking at a look. And I told, I kept on telling you guys this, that Ben White is not looking. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not liking him there on, on, on the back, and I think it's a place you can get exposed if you're playing a, a, a very good team who's got a, a tricky winger on the on the left hand side. And maybe, yeah, I think having a player like a proper right back like Luis, I think then you you you're offering a bit of depth in, into our team. Thank you. Huh? You still have Patrick? I beg your pardon. He still has Pepe, but Pepe's being loaned out. Gents, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here. No, Pepe's today. being loaned out. Yeah, Pepe's being loaned out. Final final no, thoughts. Cedric, 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 Cedric. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Cedric is there. <laughs> so why did the other red bank was Cedric? No, no, no. No, but it's okay. It's no, okay. No, final, 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 final post. It's, it's, it's <laughs> obviously great. It's obviously great to see Wanga happy and everything like that. You know, it, it helps because then on on Sunday he. Smile will be gone. <laughs> Guys, uh, Man United, my final thoughts, Man United is not going to have it easy against Arsenal. Um, if Arsenal win, it's going to just be routine, um, to be honest with you. Um, I think, yeah, like, <laughs> Man United are going to have to step up. If they want to beat what Arsenal Man United are going right to have now. to step up. This is going to be an interesting battle. We're going to have a fantastic chat next week. Gentlemen, I just want to say thank you very much for joining me this evening. For everyone who's joined us live, I want to say thank you very much. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and we will see you next week. And remember how to stop the show. Three, two, one. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it.